the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, June the 18th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 18, 1983, astronaut Sally Ride became America's first woman in space as she and four colleagues blasted off aboard the space shuttle Challenger. They were in space for six days. Today in 1812, the War of 1812 began. The United States Congress approved and President James Madison signed a declaration of war against Britain. Today in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte, he met his defeat at Waterloo. We've heard that phrase often. So-and-so met their demise or their defeat at Waterloo. Well, the real Waterloo happened today in 1815. The British and Prussian troops defeated the French Napoleon in Belgium at Waterloo. Today in 1940, during World War II, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill urged his countrymen to conduct themselves in a manner that would prompt future generations to say this was their finest hour. Future generations would also say, and rightly so, that that group of people were the greatest generation. Today in 1945, General Dwight D. Eisenhower received a huge welcome in Washington, D.C. He addressed a joint session of Congress. He would later become the President of the United States, as you know. Today in 1992, the U.S. Supreme Court in Georgia versus McClellan, they ruled that criminal defendants could not use race as a basis for excluding potential jurors from their trials. And today in 2018... President Donald Trump announced that he was directing the Pentagon to create the Space Force as an independent service branch. You may recall that it was officially launched, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago at a big ceremony, and it's well underway. And one year ago today, President Donald Trump officially kicked off his re-election campaign at a rally attended by tens of thousands of people in Orlando, Florida. He told the crowd, among other things, he said, I've been under assault from the very first day by a fake news media and an illegal witch hunt. He was right. He is right. And it continues. The Supreme Court this morning is announcing that they are rejecting President Donald Trump's effort to end illegal protections or legal protections for illegals. 650,000 young immigrants. Associated Press says in their main lead-in paragraph on the story that they're running today, and a lot of people are copying it, Seattle Times, newspapers all over the country are republishing Associated Press. Associated Press is calling it a, quote, stunning rebuke to the president in the midst of his re-election campaign. I'm not going to take time to go into this. We've heard about DACA. That was essentially, not essentially, it was an executive order by President 
uh, Obama <clears throat> to give these people who came here when they were children. And it is a sensitive issue. I understand that. But President Trump has been trying to uh, he's been trying to address the issues of immigration. And he's been attacked, not just stopped, but attacked on every front. But he's been able to make a lot of progress today. He was knocked down again by the Supreme Court. Today, Neil Gorsuch, who in my book has gone way down because he came in presenting himself as a conservative. And he showed us, not today, but yesterday, that he's not. Or he's phony. Because if he is, he certainly wasn't acting like one in his ruling with the liberals, the far-left activists on the Supreme Court. But today he went along with Justices Samuel Alito and uh, Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh. They all voted in favor of what Trump is trying to do. It was a vote of five to four. The five, the liberals, along with Chief Justice John Roberts, a George W. Bush appointment, uh, President Bush appointment to the Supreme Court or nomination. So we're dealing again it just it i didn't spend like hours studying this thing but just from what i've read it looks like to me that it's it really comes down to your view and there's a little bit i mean everybody has biases including the nine black robes especially the nine black robes who have the final say in america so boy i'll tell you it isn't good when we look at the future because number 1 we we vet these people and some of the you know great organizations, the, the Federalists and the Heritage Foundation, all these guys, they they look into these um, these people and they review their records and people support them, you know, the these organizations to do those kinds of things. And they come up with these people and they've I guess they've done their research as well as anybody could have done it. And then these people get on the court, whether it's it's I mean, you expect Obama or a Joe Biden to just nominate activists who are, you know, may or may not be highly qualified, but they're activists. But when a, when a Republican or a conservative president tries to nominate people to the, to the court that are um, highly qualified, but also constitutionalists, that they really believe the Constitution means what it says. It's not a evolving document, as Sotomayor and all those other guys sitting there on that bench believe. So then these guys get on the bench, and they're there for life. And, I mean, you can't touch them. You can't, like, rescind their appointment or unelect them. And then they go they go to the far left. And I, I know I talked a lot about that yesterday, but it really bothers me because that's the highest court in the land and um, under God's court. And so um, anyway, Neil Gorsuch went along with the other guys today. It was a five to four vote. They did say in their ruling this morning, I I read it, as, that, as I said, I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but they did say that Robert said that he wasn't taking issue with with what the president was trying to do, he was taking issue with the way his administration had presented it to the court. We'll see how that all plays out. But you'll hear a lot about that in the news today. Isaiah gave us a word from the Lord. 
And I want to give you a word from the Lord this morning. Then I want to talk about a little bit about some of the confusion that's in our world. And there is a lot. Isaiah said in chapter 26, verse 3, he said, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. There's a rather simple but profound answer to the confusion in which we live in today. I am a strong advocate for people being informed. We need to know what's going on, not what somebody said about what was going on. And we try to lead you to the truth, not just to what I say, but to what actually is happening. We do the best we can every morning on this program. We put our best effort forward. We do that in so many of you, hundreds of you mentioned that in the letters we received. Thank you for the hard work that you and the people that work with you do and so on. We do because we think it's that important. And I think you're that important. If you're going to turn on your radio and listen to us, I want, honestly, I want to try to give you our best effort every day and ask God to anoint it and use it for his glory and his honor so that the people of God can be informed and really know what's going on. And that's what we're about. So, but having said that, it ultimately, if we're going to find perfect peace, we can be always learning and knowing this stuff. And I deeply believe we should. But ultimately, perfect peace comes from having our mind stayed on the Lord. There are always these little attacks, these little demonic things running around. You know, they say that the demons are in the details and so on. Well, they they are. But there's always these things that are such distractions and they they come in the middle of the night when we can't sleep and we, well, what about this and what's going to happen and what if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States? I mean, that would be fundamentally tragic. And that's not a political statement. I, I'm just saying, you know, where do we move? No. But you think about these things, and they come and, you know, they bother us, And I mean, to responsible people. But the one thing we can do in the midst of all of this chaos, and, and i got to tell you, we're living in chaotic times. I don't think anybody living today can remember more chaotic times because any the other era of our country that was close to this, was the Civil War era and Lincoln and all of that that happened. But the way to find perfect peace today is to keep your mind stayed on him and trust in him because God is in control. Whether it's a something that is related to your personal life or whether it's a really big deal that it involves all of us, God is in control. He really is, and he will be, and he has a plan, and he's never late. Everything runs on God's time, not our time, not Joe Biden's time or or Donald Trump's time. Everything runs on God's time. Never forget that. But we need to know what's going on in our world because the Bible calls us to be salt and light and to be informed and all of that. So let's take a look at some of the things that are happening 
today. I want to talk to you a little bit about confusion, but let me tell you a story. It's a fishing story, and no, I won't tell you how big the fish was that I caught, but he got away just before I got him up on the bank. When you think about, you know, some of the things we've heard recently and some of the things that are going on and all of that, you think maybe you've seen it all, you've heard it all, and then you know you haven't. Well, that's a little bit about how this fishing story goes, but let me tell you how you can support what we're doing. You can write a check, and we need your help. We need it now. It's tax deductible. It's a contribution. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. If if you're listening to us in Seattle, we need your help. We have just, in the last few months, gone on the air in Seattle. It is a substantial budget, and we need you to stand with us. Thank you to those of you who are doing so. Wherever you're listening to this program, we need your help. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Just for a moment, we can forget about Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson, and now Aunt Jemima is being taken off the shelf. That's racist. The syrup, you know, that many of us grew up with sitting on our... We didn't know it was racist. We thought it was just really good syrup because we love pancakes and waffles. The Native American, the logo on Land Lakes product, away with him. Get him out of here. That's racist. But now we're hearing, take off that T-shirt because it causes me pain and discomfort. When I saw that, I, I immediately I thought, boy, that must be a vile you know, subject that's on that T-shirt. And I know there are some out there. So I looked into it a little more, and I thought, what what is on that shirt? I mean, or is it just too small? I mean, maybe it's uncomfortable. Take off that shirt and get a different one. I don't. Do you need a larger, a larger size? No, no. It, it it's because the shirt is racist, and if you don't remove it, I'll ruin your career, and I'll hurt my football team. Well, who's the football team? <laughs> well, Oklahoma State University football coach Mike Gundy. He went on a fishing trip recently with a couple of other guys. They're young. They look like college students. When he and a couple of others returned to the marina, somebody saw them and was there, or maybe somebody with them. They took a picture of them. They had a bunch of fish. And uh, they all lined up in a row like fishermen do when you get back. And they weren't showing the fish in the picture that I saw, but they probably did in some. But anyway, they had caught a bunch of fish. They took this, and it's in a marina, and there's boats in there, fishing boats and one thing or another. But his star player for Oklahoma State University, he's a running back, Chubba Hubbard is his name. In fact, he is a Heisman Trophy Award candidate. He's that good. He saw the picture of his coach, and he probably knew the other two guys. But he immediately threatened to set out all of the team activities after he saw the photo of his coach. He was so offended that he is threatening to disrupt a football season for all of the other players and all of the coaches who work there. That is their career, including the head coach, this Mike Gundy. Selfish, for sure. But who cares? Football is a billion-dollar industry in America. College football. 
People love college football. I've been watching college football since I've been a little disenfranchised with the NFL and all their kneeling and all that nonsense. A lot of people do. I mean, millions and millions of people watch football. It's a big industry. So Hubbard, this star football player, he puts on Twitter, and I quote, he said, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. Change is all capital words. That means you're shouting that word in social media, right? No, it wasn't the fact that the coach and his friends didn't catch and release the fish. That would be PETA that would be upset about that, but they kept the fish. (laughs) I love that. But it was much more than that. The T-shirt that Coach Gundy was wearing had a logo, O-A-N, on the T-shirt. That stands for One American News Network. That's it? Yeah, that's it. One American News Network. That's all the T-shirt says. Just O-A-N. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. They're a news organization, kind of like Fox, but they're not nearly as sophisticated or slick as Fox. But they are conservative. They report from a factual perspective. I watch them. And I've been watching them a little more lately. I've mentioned them on this program. I don't have any connection to them, but I just, I like the way they do the news. They just say it on there. And they do have some shows that are opinion, which is good. You can watch the opinion of the guys, kind of like Fox does. But they're not nearly as, you know, slick or sophisticated, as I said. But I like their programming, and I watch it often. They're not racist. If they were racist, I wouldn't watch them. I just wouldn't do it. There's a lot of racist, so-called conservative, right-wing, or whatever stuff out there. I'm not into that, and I think most of you aren't either. But OAN? But the one thing they did that this football player really took issue is they have questioned some of the motives and some of the things that Black Lives Matters has done, some of their responses, some of their actions. They just questioned it. I've I've seen them question it and say, boy, is this really about, you know, the black community or is it more than that? They talked a little bit about the occupying <laughs> of Seattle. Well, anyway, the OAN, and I'm not, I'm not supporting them. I don't have any connection to them. But the OAN logo triggered this star football player, causing him to feel what he says is pain and discomfort. But the coach's response may even be more concerning than a TV news logo triggering a star football player. Let me just share with you quickly what happened. You could call this the when the coach calls a wrong play section. Later on on Monday, this past Monday, Hubbard posted a video of himself with Gundy, and the caption on the video said, quote, Change is coming. I promise you that. On Tuesday, day before yesterday, Hubbard released a longer statement on the issue in which he said, quote, This is a football player. I will start by saying this. I was never wrong for saying what I said. I am a man, and I realized I should have went, that's his word, I should have went to him as a man, face-to-face, rather than on Twitter. That's my opinion. But I had to hold him accountable either way. I am a black man that wants change. 
Now let that soak in for a moment. Gundy's t-shirt reverberated across all of social media, not only the sports world, but in fact, ESPN college football analyst uh, Paul Feinbaum, ESPN is a group of channels that carry all kinds of sports, every sport. They're owned by, I think they're owned by ABC, and ABC is owned by Disney. I know ESPN is owned by Disney, and I think that's the way it works. But anyway, they're a Disney organization now. But, uh, But Paul Feinbaum immediately started calling for Gundy's to be fired for wearing that T-shirt that said OAN News. On on Tuesday, Gundy had decided that the consensus among his players was that OAN is evil and racist. So he appeared by himself in a video to apologize, which he had not done earlier. Here's what he said. This is a coach as he bows. (laughs) takes a knee or whatever. He said, I had a great meeting with our team today. Our players expressed their feelings as individuals and as team members. They helped me see through their eyes how the T-shirt affected their hearts. Gundy said, once I learned how the network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted, and I knew it was completely unacceptable to me. I want to apologize to all members of the team, former players, their families for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me. Our players matter to me, Gundy said. He continued, These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State University football. I sincerely hope that Oklahoma State family, near and far, will accept my humble apology as we move forward. However, Is this really how he feels, or is he just being forced into a confession and a bowing of the knee to a 20-year-old kid with a platform? Why would I question his motives? Well, I'll tell you why. His disgust toward OAN, and this I am not defending OAN. This I'm making a point. His disgust toward OAN and confession, it stands in stark contrast to what he was saying after watching it regularly to it by his own his own account he made just a few months ago so what did he learn in that meeting with his players that now makes him disgusted at OAN other than that they have questioned the motives of black lives matters here's what coach gundy said to a sports guy in february just three or four months ago. He said, I'm quoting him. They were talking about one thing and another, but here's what he said. He said, I'll tell you what's funny is, he said, I was flipping through the stations. I found one. I don't even know if anybody knows about this. It's called OAN. It's One American News, and it was so refreshing. They just report the news. There's no commentary. There's no opinions on this. There's no left. There's no right. They just reported the news. And I've been watching them this last week, because they're giving us the news and giving us more information, in my opinion, some of the positives are coming out. So that's really refreshing. It's not about how he feels about it. It's about how others feel that are putting the pressure on him and forcing him, a coach of a major university, a leader among leaders. What would really be refreshing would be to see Coach Gundy actually lead not submit. 
He's supposed to be a leader. What would really be refreshing is to reread some of Martin Luther King Jr.'s comments. I did. One of the things that Martin Luther King Jr. said, at least in three different places that I saw, he said, I'm quoting him, a genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a molder of consensus. So who is the leader in this tragic tale? Here's perhaps leadership is just what this young football player needs at this time in his life, real leadership, rather than someone who claims to lead when bowing and surrendering a T-shirt of a news organization that's just like any other conservative news organization. Boy, I'll tell you, there is a case to be made. There is a case to be made, but there is so much confusion here. The Black Lives Matter, they, they you know, I, I took a look at this and I thought, what are these people really advocating for? What do they really believe? Here a while back. And I'll tell you, if you look at their website, it's not really about it's not really about black lives. I mean, that's obviously a component of that. But you look at their what we believe section on their website. They talk about making space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate. I'm reading to lead and we are self-reflective and do work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black transgender folk, especially black transgender women who continue to be disproportionately impacted. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism. We practice empathy. We engage with all sexual orientations. We make spaces for family friendly and on and on it goes. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by, separ- by, by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that the mothers, parents, and children, no fathers in, involved, mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexuals, unless he, she, it, they disclose otherwise. On and on it goes. It's as much about that as it is anything else. I think people need to be very, very careful. And yet I read an article today with a list of corporations that everyone, our corporations, we would know. They've given, so far, in the last two weeks, $940 million dollars to this effort. $940 million to this effort. We need to be informed. We need to know what's going on. And that's what we try to do on this program every single day. Let me remind you, lest we forget, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. I know that you trust in the Lord, or most of you do, and if you don't, please accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Put your trust in him. But keep keep your mind stayed on the Lord and on his word, and you will find perfect peace. Thanks for being with me today. We'll continue our conversation. We'll be talking about the things that are happening as they happen tomorrow. 
on this program. In the meantime, have a great day. Keep focused on the Lord, and thanks again for joining me for these 30 minutes together. See you tomorrow.